Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pickin' Pundits on this Wednesday, November 23rd, 2016, Week 12 Midnight Edition on Blog Talk Radio. I am Mark Ferraro, pleased to be joined, as always, by my good buddy, Thomas Murphy, the Murph Dog himself, and Tom Another week in fantasy football where we both won. And for you, man, all I have to say is a win is a win is a win. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man, I was, uh, you know, I was counting. I had a four-point lead with uh, DeAndre Hopkins for my team going against Latavius Murray. And uh, Latavius only had three more points than, uh, than DeAndre Hopkins, so I won by one point, and man, did I need it! It was, uh, and it was a big win too. I was five and five, and it was against a seven and three team, so it really uh, shook some things up in uh, the league. Oh, it did, man, no doubt. Because if the playoffs ended today, you would be the sixth seed, and because you beat a team that was seven and three. There's now four teams tied for the second spot, including myself. So, Tom, there's an opportunity that I could get a bye because I defeated the number one seed, Ricky. But going back to your team for a second and your victory, thank goodness that non-touchdown call for DeAndre Hopkins did not impact your result because, dude, he should have had a touchdown. Oh, yeah, no, that's those things, those Monday night games, it can be one little play can uh, make or break your entire week. And, uh, yeah, no, I was very, uh, very fortunate. Uh, and, man, I'm going to need a lot of luck this week. I think I think every single one of my running backs, with the exception of, like, the one on the bottom of my depth chart, questionable. So it's like, oh, great, I got uh, to deal with that now. But, uh, yeah, well, at least there's no bye weeks this week, so – Everybody, uh, everybody's playing somewhat on a level field, to say you know, for you know, for lack of a better term. Well, don't worry, Tom, because you know why. Throughout the program, we're going to give you some names for running backs that you definitely could consider for week number twelve. Now, one guy we're going to talk about soon, Robert Kelly. He's not available because I picked him up last week. I told you, everyone, that he was a sneaky play. And it turned out to be the case because he had three rushing touchdowns. But, Tom, the big story in week number 12, okay, I can't believe I'm making this statement. 12 missed extra points. So I think we now know why Mike Tomlin goes for two every week. Oh, yeah. You know, I was uh, – I bore witness to two of those uh, watching the Bills and uh, uh, Bengals play, and it was – uh, Mike Nugent missed two for the Bengals. It was absolutely the difference in the game because uh, at the end we were up by four and not two, and they were forced to go for the touchdown when they were inside the thirty. And it really uh, it, it made a huge it made a huge difference. We probably would have lost that game if it weren't for those two mixed extra points. All right, Tom. Well, let's get right into it. Before we start our Week 12 picks, let's backtrack for a bit. Uh, for a bit. And, Tom, we've pretty much had a great week, probably our best week picking games. We both had 11 picks right out of 14, so only three games wrong last week. Pretty impressive, and we have to keep it going this week, Tom, because, as you mentioned, no buys. 
which means we have to cover 16 games for week number 12. So let's kick it off tomorrow. It's Thanksgiving. It's Turkey Day. And the first game is at 12.30. And, Tom, it's a big one between two teams in the NFC North right now, tied for first, the 6-4 and four Vikings at the 6-4 and four Lions. Tom, you could go first, my man. Oh, yeah, no. It's uh, probably when you looked at this game at the beginning of the year, you thought it was your typical Detroit uh, Thanksgiving game. Not going to really mean that much. It's just going to be, you know, something to hold you over until uh, the table was set. But, man, this is going to be a good one. It was a hard one to pick, uh, you know, Minnesota, they they were able to, uh, you know, be, get a huge, much-needed win against Arizona this past week. And Detroit, again, I mean, they had a little uh, uh, lesser of a challenge in Jacksonville. But uh, you know what? Thanksgiving at home, Detroit, I got to give them the edge. I think it's going to be a good one. I'm going to say Detroit pulls this one off 24-21. Yeah, it was funny, Tom, because both of these teams got some help from special teams and defense in their, victory, in their victories last Sunday. For the Vikings, Xavier Rhodes, 100-yard interception return, Cordell Patterson, a kickoff return, and pretty much the same thing for Detroit. They had an interception return by Raphael Bush and then a punt return by Andre Roberts. And actually, one of their touchdowns in that game as well was a touchdown run by their tight end, Eric Ebron. But in terms of this game... And let's not forget, a few weeks ago, the Lions defeated the Vikings on the road in overtime. But definitely the Lions are the more, let's say, better team right now. They're playing better. They have some chemistry. I know the Vikings just won, Tom, but I agree with you here. The Lions have won five out of their last six games, and I'm going to give them the edge by three. It's going to be a close one but give me the Lions to win 20-17. to 17. And, Tom, the guy that I am loving so far this year, and that's Detroit's running back, Theo Reddick. We talk about this guy, it seems like, every single week, like Mr. Mike Wallace. But really, Tom, he does it all. <laughs> he, catch, he catches the ball in the backfield, but all you mathematicians out there in the game against Minnesota, five yards per carry in that victory against the Vikings. So, Theo Reddick's a nice play, Tom. Unfortunately for you, He's not available in our league, of course. But if you have him, start him with confidence because he is going to produce. So, Tom, we agree with game number one. We both like Detroit to win on Turkey Day. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, no, good uh, point on Theo Reddick. Yeah, I mean, the guy, you know, he's – just a great, especially in the PPR league. Last year he had 80 receptions, you know, and he's still uh, kind of picking up uh, where he left off last year. So, uh, yeah, definitely a guy you have to look out for. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait for that game. It's going to be fun. Now let's keep the great games going on Turkey Day, on Thanksgiving. And how about this one? NFC East matchup. We're going to go to Jerry's World where the Cowboys, the 9-1 Cowboys, I should say, host the six three and one Redskins and for Washington they took care of business against a banged up Packers team, especially on defense. They put up forty two points and all I have to say is I had Kirk Cousins and Robert Kelly in my lineup on Sunday night. And you know how many points they combined for? Sixty four. That's how good they were on Sunday night. And for the Cowboys, ninth straight victory 
First time that has ever happened in their history. Dak does it again. Three touchdown passes in this game. Ezekiel Elliott almost had 100 yards on the ground. But you know what, Tom? In this game, no doubt, no doubt it should be high scoring. You would think right with these two offenses. And the Cowboys, they're great, but they're not going to go 15-1. and one. So give me the Redskins, Tom, to get the road victory 28-24 to 24 over the Cowboys. Oh, wow. Uh, I absolutely can't believe it because I picked the Redskins, I picked the Redskins too to win. Uh, I thought I was wow. going to absolutely – I absolutely thought I was going to shock you here, but yeah, a lot of it's the re- same reasoning as you. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be high scoring, but you know, uh, you know, it's these divisional games. They're just, uh, you know, they're a different story. And also, I mean, my God, the, the entire, uh, you know, the entire NFC East is doing pretty, pretty good. I mean, even the last place team, the Eagles, they're still a team you always have. You're going to have to look out for. But uh, yeah, I just kind of. Uh, you know, it's Thanksgiving, anything can happen. But, uh, man, just uh, Washington, they looked really good. Uh, they looked really good Sunday night. I mean, granted, against a banged-up uh, Packers team. But, uh, yeah, I think they're going to give Dallas a run for their money. And I think it's going to be another close one. I'm going to say that Was- uh, Washington wins 30-24. to Now, Tom, we just talked about one of your receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, who has obviously been a big-time disappointment. But one guy who's been consistent – and a pleasant surprise for you, and that's the wide receiver of the Washington Redskins, Jamison Crowder. Six touchdowns on the season, including three uh, straight weeks uh, getting in the end zone. Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, he's going to be a mainstay in the lineup. Uh, Yeah, I've only had him for a few weeks, but, man, he's really produced uh, very well. And, uh, yeah, he's a big uh, reason on that – that Washington offense with all the weapons they have. He's definitely a huge uh, cognizant piece of that. All right, Tom. Well, you can finish it off with the games on Thanksgiving, 8:30. Two teams, 5-5. Five and five. Pittsburgh traveling to Indianapolis to face what it seems like is going to be the Scott Tolzien era in, in Indianapolis. I know, yeah. I was really thinking we were going to have, uh, you know, three really fun games on uh, on Thanksgiving. But I'm sorry, without Andrew Luck in there, it's not going to be the uh, shootout that I was hoping for. I was uh, before Luck went out, I was going to pick Indianapolis to pull off the upset, 44 to 40. But uh, I just don't mm-hmm. think that's going to happen now. Uh, Pittsburgh's still going to put up a lot of points. Uh, and unfortunately, I just don't think Indianapolis is going to uh, give me Pittsburgh to win big. Uh, I really, I really want Indianapolis to win this game. But man, uh, it's funny. I'll be watching it with uh, my dad's girlfriend in Buffalo, who is a big Steelers fan. So uh, mm. I'll have to, I'll have to be a little uh, silent in my uh, disdain for the Steelers so far mm. this year. But give me Pittsburgh to win. I'm going to say 38 to 15. Yeah, Tom, she'll be very happy with the result on Thursday night because you can't see the Colts winning with Scott Tolzien. Yes, Scott Tolzien as the quarterback because Andrew Luck, listen, he's not going to play. There's no way, especially in a short week, that he is going to be ready to go on Thursday night. Just not the case. And for Pittsburgh, they did what they had to do against Cleveland. What can you say? Thank you, Le'Veon Bell. I had big performances left and right on Sunday. You could add Le'Veon Bell's name to that list over 200 yards of total offense 
time, because the Colts are going to Scott Tolzien, which is the popular name on the show this week, that means they're <laughs> going to feed the ball to the 33-year-old Frank Gore, who, Tom, even though he's 33 years old, he still produces. But before, let me just say my pick here, Pittsburgh 25, Indy 17. Oh, wow, that's a little clo- uh, low score, lower scoring than I figured it would be. But, uh, yeah, no, Frank Gore, I mean, he had a pretty he had a pretty decent year last year. You know, yeah, he's still able to produce. And, yeah, if Indianapolis wants a chance, they're going to need him to produce, probably have his best game of the year this year. Uh, and, you know, against Pittsburgh, he might be able to do it. But, uh, you know, just offensively, Pittsburgh's going to be way too much. All right, now, Tom, let's shift to the games on Sunday. Now we go from Scott Tolzien to Matt Barkley, where the Bears are going to host the Tennessee Titans. And with the, with the Bears, listen, they're just a complete mess right now with Jay Culler. He's probably out for the season. His career in Chicago is pretty much over with that shoulder injury, the torn labrum, which means Matt Barkley is going to be starting for Chicago. Now we talk about, we, we mentioned last week about no Alshon Jeffrey, no Zach Miller. He's out for the season. Their linebacker, Jarrell Friedman, got suspended for PED use. They're, they're, they're just a complete mess for the Titans. I can't believe they actually lost to the Colts. I thought they were going to win, like you, Tom, against Indy. That was not the case. But this week, no issues here. They're going to win on the road in Chicago, 21-10. And, Tom, another big performance for one of my guys. You had him before this season, and that was Rashad Matthews. Nine catches for 122 yards against the Colts. Yeah, no, he's totally uh, he's totally rubbing it in now uh, in my face. He was the first few weeks he just kind of seemed uh, <clears throat> he was like non-existent. So I had to uh, you know make some sort of change, and then he didn't last on the waiver wire uh, very long. But uh, man, yeah, uh, yeah, Tennessee was a little uh, disappointed. I thought uh, they were really turning the table, but they'll get uh, they will get back on back on track this week. I don't think there's any doubt about it against uh, Chicago. Uh, yeah, I mean, got to give Chicago a little uh, credit. I mean, not getting absolutely uh, manhandled by the Giants last weekend, but still the result was uh, expected that they lost. And, yeah, Tennessee, should uh, they should be able to handle them, I'm going to say, 24-17. to 17. Again, you're listening to the Pigskin Pundits. I'm Mark Ferraro. He's Thomas Murphy, and we're going through our Week 12 NS Talk Radio. And, Tom, look which game we come upon now. Your Buffalo Bills, 5-5 five and five against the 2-8 and eight Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, Tom, the floor is yours. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, man, we were mentioned a little bit of the Bills game uh, earlier uh, uh, from uh, last week where we were lucky enough to have two Mike Nugent uh, missed extra points. Uh, yeah, the defense uh, thing. Defense showed up. The offense was a little uh, – we were able to run the ball, but, man, Tyrod just could uh, – he, he was just missing throws left and right. He's got to work. He's got to work on that. Uh, I'm not going to be – not going to lie. This uh, this game kind of scares me. I mean, Jacksonville, uh, very disappointing this year, 2-8. and eight, But I know sometimes if their offense can click, uh, you know, uh, they could really give Buffalo a run for their money. And this is definitely the kind of game I could see Buffalo losing – 
fortunately, they're going to keep me uh, happy this weekend, and I'm going to say that the Bills uh, pull this one off. I'm going to say 30-20. to 20. Tom, for a second consecutive week, we agree, or I agree with you when it comes to the Buffalo Bills. I have them winning as well, 23-14 over Jacksonville, who, by the way, is 1-4 on the road. They'll go to 1-5. Of course, you've got to be a little concerned, Tom, with your Buffalo Bills because they're banged up right now. Obviously, with Sean oh. McCoy, who, who knows what his status is going to be. And your number one receiver right now, Robert Woods, he's doubtful. Yeah, you know, I've been hearing things that uh, Sammy might be back, but uh, in a very, very limited role. Uh, uh, in a way, I wouldn't want to waste him in this game. I mean, if he can rest one more week and we can bring him back for Oakland and he can be all that more healthy, that would just be fantastic. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting if, uh, being yeah, doubtful McCoy, I'm hoping it's a hand injury. So I'm hoping that he'll be, uh, able to, able to, uh, show up. Even so, I think we can still find, uh, you know, find ways to win. Gillisley definitely fills in very nicely, uh, for McCoy when he gets banged up. So, uh, yeah, but it'll be interesting with that, uh, with that wide receiver lineup of Marquise Goodwin, Justin Hunter, and Walt Powell, and also Percy Harvin, who has uh, not not made a, a strong impression so far in his return to Buffalo. Tom, you mentioned some of those wide receiver options. Now, listen, you have to be desperate to really trust one of these guys. But if you had to pick one guy to trust out of those names you mentioned, it would have to be Goodwin, right? I would think so because he has the long ball capabilities. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, Justin Hunter isn't getting the receptions. Um, oddly enough, I mean, they really throw the Bills in some games when they've been down receivers, they throw to Walt Powell like he's Randy Moss, and it just hasn't been working out. He's had some games where he's had some catches. Uh, I mean, I actually might say if you were going to – if you were so desperate, I mean, like you would have to be in – I think you'd have to be in a 20-person league in order to like, have to resort to a Buffalo, a Buffalo Bills wide receiver this weekend. Uh, if we win, it's going to be by running the ball and uh, maybe some big defensive plays, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, probably I, – I honestly would go with Walt Powell. He might be the one who gets the most targets. Uh, of all the receivers. So that being said, it could be, uh, you know, uh, it, you know, yeah, maybe anybody, you just never know. AFC North matchup between the Bengals and the Ravens. And again, we talk about a team that's so banged up right now when it comes to Cincinnati, because in this game time, they're not going to have AJ green not going to have Gio Bernard, and as you as you mentioned before, Mike Nugent has struggled lately, but Marvin Lewis said they, they are sticking with the veteran kicker, and for Baltimore, listen, that was a tough game to lose against the Cowboys, but the one guy who is still producing, Tom, the future Hall of Famer, Steve Smith Jr., he had 90, or senior, I should say, 99 receiving yards. And now he's the 14th player in NFL history to reach 1,000 career receptions. So congratulations to Steve Smith Sr. I think the Ravens will bounce back. They'll beat the Bengals a lot closer than people might think, 1916. But, Tom, if you have to pick up a receiver this week, 
If there's one guy that you're looking at with the Bengals with A.J. Green out, to me, it's the rookie Tyler Boyd who scored his first touchdown against your Bills over the veteran Brandon LaFell. Oh, yeah. No, uh, definitely I was going to mention Tyler Boyd as a a possibility. I mean, I might, I'm pretty set on wide receivers, it seems, but I, you know, he's definitely worth a look if he's, uh, if he's available. Uh, he was definitely, he was without a doubt Dalton's uh, big target once AJ Green went out in the, on the first drive of the first drive of the game. So uh, yeah, no, he was definitely an option with this game. You know, I got to give credit to Baltimore for, uh, you know, they, they are a top, they're a top of the division, but they're not uh you know, I didn't think they had much of a chance against uh, Dallas. Uh, I mean, they st- ended up losing by 10, but they still gave them a run for their money in that game. So you got to give them some credit and, of course, give a big shout-out to Steve Smith. But, uh, yeah, I like uh, Baltimore to uh, win this game and stay uh, at least tied atop the uh, AFC North. I'm going to say Baltimore wins 23-17. Uh, to 17. All right, Tom, keep it going, man. We're the first place Atlanta Falcons are home on Sunday against the 4-5-1 and one Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, one of the games I had wrong last week was uh, picking Arizona over Minnesota. I think uh, you had picked Minnesota in that one. So, yeah, that was uh, one of the difference makers that, uh, you know, we had even though we tied. But, uh, yeah, uh, Arizona, they just don't have it this year. And Atlanta's offense is just uh, too potent. Um yeah, I gotta I gotta go with Atlanta, especially off the with the uh, off the bye week. They're gonna be well rested and they're just gonna be gunning. I'm gonna say they win big. I'm gonna say thirty three to twenty. All right, our scores are very similar. I have the Falcons winning thirty one twenty, but I totally agree with you. Coming off the bye at home, that high powered offense, they're gonna have success against the underperforming Cardinals and that defense. But speaking of Arizona, we talked about one veteran receiver, Tom, Steve Smith Sr. What can you say about Larry Fitzgerald, the numbers so far this season? He has 74 catches in 2016, and he has had five receptions in every game this year. He is incredible, Tom. He does it all. And like Steve Smith Sr., a future Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, no, absolutely can't. Uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a good uh, been a good year for the uh, for the legends this year. The seven three Giants are heading to the dog pound to face the winless Cleveland Browns, and don't look now, but the Giants are seven and three. Hey, listen, like we talked about before, a win is a win is a win. They have won five straight games. They're playing well. Their defense is coming alive. They're closing out games, and they're even getting a running attack lately. Rashad Jennings, 85 yards and a touchdown against the Chicago Bears. And for the Browns, listen, another quarterback situation this week. Unfortunately, Cody Kessler has the concussion. They're going back to the veteran Josh McCown. The Giants defense is going to feast. So give me big blue to win on the road. 27-13, 27-13, and as I mentioned, Rashad Jennings, nice play this week against that Browns run defense. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, keep thinking there's going to be some week where the uh, where Cleveland uh, gets it together, man, but it's, uh, you know, it is not going to be this week against the Giants. Uh, the Giants also know they uh, 
you know, they need to they need to uh, win. They have a huge opportunity now with uh, Dallas and uh, Washington playing each other because one of those teams is going to lose unless they tie, which, you know, can never count out that possibility. So the Giants are not going to sleep on this one. They know they they know they have to win it to really stay uh, stay strong in that uh, division. Uh, yeah, Cleveland has the bye next week, so maybe they can figure out something then. Won't be mm-hmm. before then. Uh, Giants are going to win big. I'm going to say 30, 33-15. All right, Tom, you're on the clock with this one. It's a contest with both teams' records 4-6, and six, the Rams traveling to New Orleans to face the Saints. Yeah, I definitely have to go with the uh, team that has not lost uh, or lost, uh, you know, uh, you know, four out of their last five, and that would be the, the uh, Saints. Uh, yeah, the Saints are definitely the better four and six team uh, at this point. Uh, I got to give uh, the Rams credit; they did a little better than I thought. Uh, only losing to Miami by three, but why couldn't they have just gotten six more points? That would have just been, you know, so uh, so wonderful. But yeah, no, I think uh, I mean the Rams defense—they might be able to stifle uh, the Saints uh, Saints just enough, but. Uh, I don't think it'll be enough. Uh, but So the Saints are going to win this one. I'm going to say 24-17. Uh, to 17. Yeah, it's a tough spot for Jared Goff in his second career start going to New Orleans to face Drew Brees and especially the success he has at the Superdome. But, yeah, for the Saints, listen, that was a tough game. They almost came back against the Panthers, but they lost by three, 23-20. Michael Thomas had a pretty productive game, no touchdown, but five catches, for 68 yards, but two things, Tom, to keep in mind in this game for New Orleans. Number one, Mark Ingram has a concussion. If he doesn't play, that means all the carries will go to the veteran, Tim Hightower. But what is up with their special teams play? For the second consecutive week, we saw it two weeks ago against the Broncos, and on Thursday night, another blocked field goal, which was almost returned by Luke Keekley if it wasn't for a penalty. So their special teams better get their act together. But for this week, Tom, they'll win at home against the Jared Goff-led Rams 25-15. Yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be a uh, rough uh, half of the season, I think, for Jared Goff. But, you know, uh, at least he's getting the play, you know, at least he's getting the plays in. And, uh, yeah, I mean, well, you also have to look uh, – how about a New Orleans actually making a little uh, push now? You know, after this, they could be uh, five and six. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they'd really have to win out. But I think in that division, that's a very winnable, uh, you know, all of those teams are, uh, you know, are defeatable. You know, I mean, Atlanta definitely seems to be the premier team. But, uh, you know, with New Orleans' offense and, you know, uh, you just never know. I'm just saying, you know, keep keep an eye on them, you know, like around – Week uh, 16, week 17, maybe maybe they'll be within striking distance for that final playoff spot. Now, Tom, one team that's playing well right now, and I hate to say it, but that's the Miami Dolphins, who on Sunday are hosting the 1-9 San Francisco 49ers. The Dolphins have won five consecutive games, and I'll be honest with you, I thought they were not going to come back in that game against the Rams. They looked awful, but then something clicked late in the fourth quarter where Ryan Tannehill threw two touchdown passes to give them that victory. And you know what? Miami will keep the good times rolling on Sunday. They will defeat San Francisco 
24-16, and I'll make my good buddy Ricky Fonaro happy. Jay will have two rushing touchdowns in this game against San Francisco. Yeah, that's definitely a uh, possibility. And, uh, oh, man, when I was, you know, when I saw that the Dolphins had come back on the Rams, uh, I was like, okay, well, who does Miami have next week? And I just, like, I just dropped my magazine that uh, that has the schedule in it. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. So, yeah, the Miami Dolphins, they're going to move to 7-4. and four. Uh, I have to give credit to the Niners, though, man. They did not uh, – I mean, they somehow, like uh, – they did not absolutely get blown out by the uh, Patriots. You know, they kept it uh, within two touchdowns. But, I mean, they never really had a chance anyway. But it was much better than I thought. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think maybe they can, you know, they can uh, give Miami a little bit of a scare. But, no, Miami, I expect them to move to 7-4 and four and definitely be uh, in a very good, good spot to, uh, you know, make get a wild card spot, you know, especially with uh, Kansas city and Denver playing. Um, but yeah, give me Miami to, to move to seven and four. Uh, they'll win this one 21 to 14. All right, Tom, I'll let you wrap up the last one o'clock game that we're going to cover the six and four Texans hosting the four and six chargers. Uh, yeah. The uh, Texans who, uh, that uh, lost a heartbreaker last uh, last night, or sorry, Monday night. Uh, yeah, they got to uh, definitely need to stay atop that division. They were helped out a lot by uh, you know Indianapolis and then uh, knocking off Tennessee, giving them even a nice little cushion. Uh, but yeah, got to think. Uh, uh, a, I think it's gonna. This was a tough one to pick, but I'm gonna pick Houston at home. Uh, you know, I uh, still think that they are way overrated for their record and the fact that they're leading a division. But uh, San Diego, you just never know what to expect from them. I expect them to keep it tight, but I'm going to say that Houston pulls this one off a very, very close one. I'm going to say 24-22. Well, Tom, once again, we picked the same game right. And not only that, our scores are very similar. I have the Texans winning 23-20. I'm not in love with it. But the Texans are 5-0 and at home. They haven't lost a game yet. And for San Diego, they were on the bye last week. But two weeks ago, they lost to the Dolphins because Phillip Rivers threw not one, not two, not three, but four interceptions in one quarter, in the fourth quarter of all quarters. So that was awful. But for the Texans, they're going to bounce back at home Watch out, Brock Osweiler, when it comes to all these green lasers. Be careful. Hopefully, that won't affect your performance. But I'm going to give you one tight end to talk about. I seem to always mention at least one per show. This week, I'm heading to Houston. Because of the struggles of DeAndre Hopkins, the targets are going to the tight end, Tom. C.J. Fedorowicz. Yeah, I've noticed. He's definitely been a... Uh one of Osweiler's favorite targets. And it's always, uh, you know, uh, any time that a uh, tight end is getting a lot, especially one that isn't a uh, big-name tight end, it's usually the sign of a struggling quarterback who is, uh, you know, not comfortable with the uh, with the deeper ball. So that's definitely something to, uh, you know, something to know in uh, fantasy and also something to uh, be careful with, with Osweiler's uh, remaining career. All right, Tom, now we go to the 4 o'clock games, and the Buccaneers right now are coming for the number one spot in the NFC South. They have won two consecutive games. They're hosting the 7-2-1 Seattle Seahawks, and you know what? 
they might be catching Seattle at the right time because they're banged up with C.J. Procise. He's out. You're not going to see him at best-case scenario to the postseason. Earl Thomas is not going to play with a hamstring strain. They just released Christian Michael. Maybe they want him back. He just signed with the Packers. But for the Buccaneers, they won on the road. Nice victory against KC. But having said that, I'm still I hyped up the Bucks so much, but I'm still going to give the edge to Seattle to get the road victory. By the way, Tampa Bay is one and four at Raymond James Stadium. One and four, not good. If they want to take the next step, they have to win at home. But I don't see it this Sunday. Give me Seattle to win. 23-17, and because C.J. Prosize is, is hurt, we keep the running back theme talk going. All the carries will go to the guy who just came back, Thomas Rawls. Oh, I know. Thomas Rawls was a high draft pick for me in one of my leagues, and I just finally had to like, let him go because I was just dying at the running back position. And, of course, what do I do? I pick up uh, C.J. Procise in two leagues, in our league and this league, and now he's like out for the rest of the regular season. And I'm just like, I just can't win with running backs this year. It's just been, it's been atrocious, absolutely horrible. Eddie Lacy, just everybody, you know. I'll hopefully they'll come back next year and have fantastic years. But, uh, yeah, no, this was a tough one to pick. I really wanted to pick Tampa Bay after that uh, shocking win against uh, Kansas City last week, one of the few games I had uh, wrong last week. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think many people saw that coming. But, you know, they played a tough Winston with uh, more than 300 yards against, a, you know, a pretty pretty good Kansas City defense. Uh, I think Seattle's defense is a little better. Cliff Averill having a monster year, tied for the league in sacks with D. Ford and uh, Lorenzo Alexander, who went silent on the sack front last week. Uh, but give me Seattle to win this. I think it's going to be kind of closer to one of their more uh, lower scoring games, as opposed to recent weeks where their offense is really put out. But uh, give me uh, Seattle to win this one. I'm going to say 19-14. to 14. All right, Tom, keep it going, man, with this one. I'll let you go first. The Panthers traveling to face the number one seed in the AFC, not the New England Patriots, the A and two Oakland Raiders. Yeah, no, this is uh quite a matchup. And I'm trying to I'm actually uh looking down the uh schedule. I believe we have picked every game uh the same so far this week. Wow, I think we have. I think we have. I sincerely think it's going to change this one because I have the ultimate upset for the week right here. I'm going to say Carolina beats Oakland in Oakland. Uh, I think we're going to see Carolina come on a little stronger here, definitely struggling. Uh, and also Oakland, I'm kind of thinking the same thing with uh, with like Dallas. I don't think Oakland is going to go you know, 13-3. and three. They'll fall somewhere in the more like, – you know, 11 and five range. I think, I think they're too young to really to do it. And I'm just, uh, I'm thinking if there's going to be a big upset this week, this is definitely a big candidate. So I'm picking Carolina to uh, squeak this one out. I'm going to say 26 to 24. No, Tom, you're right. Our, dis- our agreements come to an end because of course I got to go to Oakland here. They're at home. They're playing well. They're the first seed in the AFC that will continue throughout next week. I'm going to pick them to win 31-21 over the Panthers. Hope a speedy recovery to Luke Keekley, who suffered the concussion in that victory against the Saints. 
But one thing to keep in mind in this game, okay, you're not going to bench Kelvin Benjamin, but he has not had a touchdown in his last six games. So like DeAndre Hopkins has been a big-time disappointment in fantasy this year. Now we're going to keep it going, Tom. AFC East matchup between the Patriots and the Jets. And listen, for the Patriots, they did what they had to do against San Francisco. Brady threw four touchdowns to four different receivers against San Francisco. And for the Jets, all I have to say is, of course, they made a smart decision this week. You're going to start Ryan Fitzpatrick when you're three and seven. You're not going to make the playoffs. He's not going to come back next year. So you're going to start him to let him audition for other teams as opposed to throw Bryce Petty out there, quarterback of the future. No, but he should be playing, not Fitzpatrick. So you know what? Give me New England to win 35-14 over the Jets. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, I've been checking. Uh, I mean, you know, talking about Bryce Petty, I've been checking up. Uh, uh, a lot of the mock drafts recently, and they have the uh, Jets in, like, the top five. And I can't believe, after all the quarterbacks they've been drafting the past few years, I've actually seen Deshaun Watson of Clemson mock to you guys at, like, number five. Granted, it's so early, but, I mean, I think you at least have to try and give, you know, Hackenberg or Petty a shot to maybe be, you know, a, a decent quarterback. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, after a bye week, you know, it's uh, – I mean, you still want to see your team do well, I mean, even with the horrible record. But it's such a shame after a bye week, you know, you miss your team last week. So I have to watch them play New England uh, and no longer an 8.30 game as it was uh, in the beginning of the year. That's been flexed out with another game. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think New England's going to handle this one well and just continue their dominance of the AFC East. And, uh, yeah, give me New England to win. I'm going to say 34 to 34-14. Sunday night football, Tom, two teams that are both trying to catch the Oakland Raiders in the AFC West. The 7-3 Chiefs on the road in Denver against the 7-3 Broncos. Tom, you can go first, my man. Oh, man, there was a reason that this game was flexed into uh, the uh, into the Sunday night spot. Uh, it's a fantastic, uh, fantastic matchup. Uh, one of the best rivalries in the NFL, the Chiefs and the, uh, Chiefs and the Broncos. Uh, <clears throat> You know, the Chiefs just losing a heartbreaker uh, last week to Tampa Bay. You know, nobody, not many people saw that coming. But, uh, yeah, this is a tough one to pick. I think Kansas City is going to bounce back. Uh, not the biggest fan of Denver's offense right now. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give Kansas City the edge in this one. It's going to be a good one. Uh, low scoring, I'm going to say 20-17. to 17. Now, Travis Kelsey – must have been listening to the program last week, Mr. Catching Kelsey, I should say, because thank you, he finally came up big for me and my fantasy team. Seven catches, 108 yards. That's what I'm talking about. That's the guy that I traded for. Though this week, I had to temper some expectations because he is facing the Broncos defense that is going to get back Derek Wolf and Aqib Tlaib. So with that being said, Tom, we have our second disagreement. Give me the oh, Broncos good. just just to squeeze by the Chiefs, 19-18. to 18. Yeah, hey, our scores are very similar. You know, when it gets to that uh, gets to that sort of uh, differential, it can go either way. Uh, yeah, I'm just thinking, uh, you know, the 
Kansas City's offense might just have like a little more pop. And uh, yeah, I just I just really like the Chiefs. I think they're they're just a well-oiled machine. They're going to bounce back from that victory, and they're going to give it their all this game. And uh, like I said, it should be a good one. Very much should be. All right, Tom. Let's conclude week number twelve on Monday night, where the five and five Eagles host the four and six Packers. And throughout that whole broad Sunday night, we told we were we were you know, Chris Collinsworth was saying how the Packers defense they were banged up, they were losing guys left and right, which is the case because for the second consecutive week, Tom, they have given up forty plus points. Their defense is a mess right now. You can't blame Aaron Rodgers. What more can he do? 351 passing yards, three touchdowns, but that defense is a complete no-show. And for the Eagles, tough game, obviously, when you're facing the 12th man in Seattle, but they're home. I like Carson Wentz in this matchup. They're going to put up points. I'm actually going to go with the Eagles in this victory to beat the 4-6 and six Packers. Packers, to me, Tom, they might make a late run, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't like the way they're playing right now, and I don't think it's going to get any better. So give me the Packers to win 30-28, to 28, or Green, I mean, the Eagles, I should say. Fly, Eagles, fly, and Tom, a sneaky play. I mentioned Robert Kelly last week against the Packers. Go back to the team that's facing them this week, and that's the rookie out of West Virginia. We talked about him before. Wendell Smallwood. Oh yeah, I think he's definitely Wendell Smallwood's one of those that I picked up and is no longer on the squad because I just I just have to give jinx to any like young running back who uh, after they have a big game and I was like oh, I'll pick them up. You never hear you don't hear a stat from them for weeks. But yeah, uh, yeah, there's there's just no way I can pick the Packers now. You know I've been trying to give them the benefit of a doubt. Uh, you know the past few weeks and. Uh, but man, no, they're just uh, that defense. Is just uh, they're like they're just not even there. So uh, yeah, I just have to think Philadelphia is going to be able to squeak this one out. They're not going to get forty points, but I'm going to say they get at least thirty. I'm going to say that they win thirty-one to twenty. And especially with Wendell Smallwood, their running back situation right now is a little dicey heading into Monday. Ryan Matthews, no surprise, he might not play because he's injured. And you have to check the status of Darren Sproles and Wendell Smallwood in that game against the Seattle Seahawks had 17 touches. So he might be the main focus on Monday night against that Packers defense. But, Tom, as always, my man, thanks for joining me at midnight, making our Week 12 NFL picks. Enjoy your time in Buffalo. State travels. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And enjoy the hockey game tomorrow night between the Sabres and the Red Wings. Oh, yeah, very much looking forward to that. And and my flight at 11 a.m. So, uh, yeah, no, happy Thanksgiving to everybody and to you and your family, Mark. And uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch uh, with all the football games on uh, Thursday and uh, Sunday, of course. Absolutely, especially on Thursday. If the Redskins win, we're going to look like the smartest people in America. Yeah, I think we're we're probably one of the only few that have picked them outside of the uh, Washington area. Probably so, man. But, hey, listen, I think it's going to happen. I think the Cowboys' winning streak, like you, will come to an end. But, man, we'll talk to you soon, and good luck with the game on Sunday against Jacksonville, okay? Oh, absolutely, man. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to need it. We're going to need all the luck. And uh, good luck with the Patriots, too. 
that should be fun. Oh, thank you, man. I, I I appreciate that. It's gonna be one heck of a game, and it should be fun for me on Sunday. I just can't wait for it. Oh boy! But everyone, <laughs> happy thing, <laughs> happy Thanksgiving to you and your families. Enjoy it. It's, of course, the rest rest of your week and all the Week Twelve NFL games. Just a reminder: you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mark F. Ferraro. Murphy's at Murphy TB. Thanks for listening to the program. If you don't know how much we appreciate it every single week. And as always, don't forget to tune in next time to the Pigskin Pundits with your hosts, Mark Ferraro and Thomas Murphy on Blog Talk Radio.